is good. It's me, your friend, the neighborhood nerd, the Bobo, and no, your ears are not deceiving you. I am actually back, and I am back on the block. Um, yeah, this is this is happening. <laughs> um, so, wow, I'm I'm happy to be back. It has been a minute. Um, I took a bit of a break. We'll get into that a little bit into the nerdgasm today of why I took a break, but let's go ahead and start this off. I want to go ahead and firstly say this show is being brought to you solely by my Patreon campaign. Patreon is where you can do the most good for this show and where you can go ahead and support me and my dreams and everything that comes out of Bobo's Block or Wonderground Media Entertainment or whatever I'm going to be calling it. But um, it's also where you'll be able to get bonus content and so many more goodies from me. Um, yeah, man, it's it's... The people who are backing the Patreon are really the bread and butter of Bobo's Block, and they are truly the life force and blood that keeps this show going. And I want to sit down and take a, take a moment to thank them sincerely. Even through this break, I was able to provide them with some content and be able to give them a little bit of something. If you are not on the Patreon, you missed out on a couple of episodes of the Patreon-exclusive show, Kicking It. I do have one episode that is free for everybody. Um, It's kind of like a... Very vulnerable and emotional episode for me, but um, a lot of these episodes of Kicking It have been that. It's just been me with my my thoughts, and it's been kind of um, hard to keep them all bottled inside, but ah, I'm getting off topic, getting off subject. What is good, dog? If this is your first time joining us here on Bobo's Blogger, if you're 18, 20, 1900 time, what up, dog? I want to thank you for joining us for this weekly block party that we have here. <laughs> it used to be weekly. It's going to probably be weekly again. I'm going to be able to get back behind this mic and do my thug dizzle. So... I actually have announcements. Oh, man. So, yeah, Corona has been kicking everybody's ass. But things are kind of coming back to, um, to I wouldn't even say normal. Like, it's a new normal that we're dealing with at this point. Things are opening up again. And I am back in the ring. The game changer, Bobby Ledger, has returned. And, oh, boy, oh, boy, am I ready to knock some heads and um of course you guys can check me down at champ seven pro wrestling you guys will be able to see me i will update you on all of the upcoming dates and all of the um new matchups that i will be having and you'll also be able to check me out when i head back down to orlando to i believe in wrestling and team visions dojo's new facilities in winter park those guys put on an amazing show on june 13th Uh, i want to be able to say Thank you for all the opportunities that you guys have given me. I can't wait to get back down there, and I want to come for some gold. His, his lockdown really taught me that I need belts around me. I need trophies. I need things. I need need stuff to, to prove that, hey, even when I'm, when I'm not in the ring, I'm still the best because I am. Oh, my God. So we got those pleasantries out of the way. I want to let you guys know that it's been a – when I say difficult, like – even before I even got on this mic, I was like, can I do this? Am I going to be able to do this? Will I, will I even talk when I hit record? Like, this is happening, right? This is really happening. And I'm so proud to let you guys know that I'm in a in a mindset that I want to be able to put out more content for you. I did take a quick sabbatical. I did stop for a minute because there was a shit ton going on in my life. And there's still a shit ton going on around the world um, with everything going on with Corona and um the protest and also just personally i do want to thank everyone for sticking in there with me you guys knew i'd probably be back i've taken long ass hiatuses before so why wouldn't this be any different um 
But yeah, you guys are real troopers. I do appreciate and love every single one of the people who listens to Bobo's Block. And thank you guys for for um, waiting for me to cut on back. I will be putting out some bonus content for my patrons as well. I'm going like recording crazy tonight. So you guys will be getting it all. Content, 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 content. Um, getting off track again. But um, I think I think that's, that's um going to sum it up it's going to be a lot of things that we talk about a lot of shit to catch up catch up on like i've been gone since like like april may i don't know it's been it's been a minute like march i think i don't know it's hey man it's 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 i told y'all last time before i got off this mic i was like i don't know if i'm gonna come back i'll see how i feel (laughs) well i saw how i felt and i was like well maybe i need to take a step back um i do want to also thank anybody who came out and who all supported the um the podcast design that myself and don put on for our local podcast and businesses um that was a lit lit um event we don't have any more digital events coming up i don't have any more things planned at the moment or if i do i can't give you a tentative date on them so Wait on that for the next episode, and I will—I promise you—the next episode will not take another two to three months hiatus, dog. I, I won't—I won't do that to y'all again. It is June, Jesus! It's June. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, it's me and my dog. He's up in the bed, <laughs> up on the bed, just like chilling. He's like, "Why are you screaming so much right now, Dad?" But yeah, I'm excited to be back behind the mic, and um. If you were if you were following my Patreon, if you guys um were listening to the other shows, you kinda also see how being behind the mic is therapeutic for me. So I'm so happy to to be able to get all of this energy out and get all of this stuff up up off my chest. So yeah, let's head up into it and let's tackle all this goddamn news by going around, around the, the, net. the net. So, um firstly, I wanna start off with around the net with a R.I.P. Um, to one of the comic book legends in the game, legendary Batman and Green Lantern and and editor in chief at one point. Like he uh, he he he's been a lot to a lot of people. Artist and writer Benny, I'm sorry, <laughs> artist and writer Denny O'Neill dies at age 81. I'm a little bit flustered or flabbergasted. Still kind of nervous here, but yeah, Denny O'Neill is a powerhouse when it comes to, um old school comic books and like I said just like the way that things are structured or the way that stories are kind of put together like if you guys wouldn't know anything about Denny he made um classic classic DC comics such as like the the Batman issue um what is what was this the September um issue this was in number 251 for the legend for the legacy numbers it's like September Damn, it doesn't give me a date on here. But it was the one where the Joker has Batman on the playing card. Um, if you also know, he was the big, big, big Green Lantern and Green Arrow comic writer um, back in the day. And he was the one who gave us the the shocking truth about drugs issue where Speedy was found to be doing that dope. Um, <laughs> I hate to kind of like trivialize, but like this was like a major powerful issue and he he also gave us a major moment in comic books where um Greenlander was was protecting um the people in the city like you do and a black man, an older black man walks up to him, he says, I seen you take care of the green man and the purple man and all the other colored men, but what do you do for the black man? And it's just like stuff like that, like it just still resonates to this day because that's another discussion I'm gonna get into a little bit later, probably another nerdgasm, probably even some bonus content, probably another show. You know what? That's gonna be another show. Wait for it. 
Um, he has influenced comic books so much, and um, if you, I do, um, I do charge you or like, I want you to just go ahead and take a little bit of time out if you don't know who Denny O'Neill is. Go ahead and do some Googles. Go ahead and do some research and look up a lot of his past history. And you'd be like, damn, he's touched so many of my favorite characters. He's he's been able to implement so many um story arcs and storylines stuff like that it's just it's amazing what this man has done and i thank him for all that he's done for comic books and yes rest in power and i do i do want to say he'll truly be missed so moving forward on this one so talking about comic books right now um (laughs) you had a big major thing that has happened now in the kind of um, economic structure of comic books. So you remember when I was on the last episode and I said that DC and all of the other comic book companies were kind of shutting down because Diamond Publishing, the main distributor for comic books, they were shutting down the doors and um, they wanted to kind of make sure all their employees were safe and everything. I applaud them for that. But um, that kind of took away New Comic Book Day or just took away New Comic Books in general because they were the monopoly. They were the powerhouse. They were the only ones really out here in these streets printing comic books because if you weren't going diamond, there really wasn't much else that you had to choose from. But in a shocking, very, very shocking alternative events, DC has cut ties with diamond altogether for their publishing and for the distribution. And that means major shifts in the way that comic books are seen, way comic books are printed, way the comic books are, are going to be sold or so like, so it's, um, for more detailed information on it and a good breakdown of how the comic books industry and the comic book um, stores work together to get out these comics and stuff. I'll refer you guys to the short box podcast. They have an episode that came out. Um, I want to say it's called hards and floppies, <laughs> hard copies of floppies. Um, I will get the, I'll put the link in the description below, but there is a comic book store owner here in Goth, um, in, in Jacksonville for Gotham City Limits. He goes into great detail about it. And also listen to that episode. Very good episode. They give me a shout out in there. Shout out to the homies up at the Shop, Shortbox Podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it is a very, very new world that we're living in, especially for comic books as well. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to kind of see where this takes us and figure out how we kind of go forward from this point. <sighs> All right. So moving forward, um, we also have, we have a lot of stuff going on, man. Like Jesus Christ, like it's so much, I'm, <laughs> I have so much to talk about. I'm trying to save all of my video game stuff until the end because it's video game heavy. Um, Ah, Avatar The Last Airbender has returned um, in No 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 Me Like the Avatar just kind of popped up because that was actually on my 2020 bingo card, but it, it did not happen. I mean, the series Avatar The Last Airbender has been put off on Netflix. And, oh, my God, it took over the Internet and everybody's reliving it. Everybody's loving it. Everybody's trying to figure out the mystery between what's going on, what's going to happen next with this new Avatar The Last Airbender um this live action series that Netflix is going to be doing. But but honestly, Avatar is literally the most talked about thing at this point for everybody. But you also get the talks of Korra. And with the talks of Korra as well, you get what what would have happened or what we feel should have happened in the meantime, in the between time with the Avatar crew and um, how they grew up and stuff. There are a lot of great, like... 
theories, a lot of people who have broken it down, a lot of things that may have been discussed over YouTube or on, on, on forums and websites and things like that. So I implore you, that's the word I was looking for earlier, implore. I implore you to um go check all those out, man. Um, One good video that I love was the roundtable on YouTube. Um, They talked about the children of Aang and a lot of other good things, and they have a full, like, um full breakdown of the timeline and things of that nature on Frederator and like stuff. It's a lot of, a lot of avatar content going out there now. So yeah, you guys really enjoy some of that stuff that's happening. So next up, we're going to talk about like, um, movies. So movies basically have been in a weird limbo at the moment because movie theaters still kind of aren't open and, um, but they're still putting out new movies. They've moved a lot of, franchises or films that they feel like weren't really going to sell in the box office to video on demand. And that has been a big game changer for a lot of things because we're getting full on theatrical releases in our home. Um, it started, if I remember with like trolls world tour bloodshot and like a couple other things, like they rushed the, um, the release to video on demand of Harley Quinn and the birds of prey. They, they've put out a lot of things like Scoob, Sonic, like they've moved up a lot of things. Also like movies like Lovebirds will move to Netflix from a theatrical release. They made, they're strategically setting us up to be able to still enjoy the movie going experience, but able to like keep movies on your mind because if they were just to halt everything and just, kind of let us be nostalgic and watch all the old shit that we loved, we wouldn't want to go to the movies. Like <laughs> we wouldn't want to go back out and <laughs> to the, to the, to the wilderness, to the, to the wastelands, man. But, um, they've really been doing a great job of kind of picking and choosing what has been getting the attention and where, um, a lot of family content and a lot of other newer content that they feel as were as small budget, but, um, they wanted to kind of at least give the people a little bit of what they want. Um, so yeah, I'm happy to say that I've watched a lot of good movies and I've seen a lot of great content and i still have a lot more to go. Like stuff like Logan Lucky. I want to watch. Um, I'm going to be able to watch the Scooby-Doo movie. I want to watch, um, like, whew, what, what was that? Like I said, I've watched Charlotte Quinn and the Birds of Prey and, it's just like it's just interesting to see which movies get the theatrical release and are are being held off for a theatrical release and which ones aren't. There was this one movie about like people hunting. It's like Adult Hunger Games. It's the best way I could describe it. But like it was like they were hunting them and they were like, "Oh, why would we hunt people?" And like, "Bitch, I've got the bullet wounds to to show that you were hunting me." Like, oh my god! But yeah, like I, that movie I kind of want to see. But that was been put on the video on demand. Like I said, Lovebirds is a beautiful movie. Loved it. Issa Rae and 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 um. Kamal and Kamal did an amazing job. I love the chemistry between them two. We need more stuff like that, more things like like Lovebirds in this day and age. But um, yeah, we are going to be able to go ahead and see what else is going to come down the pipeline because things like Wonder Woman eighty um eighty four has been pushed back. Um, I think they pushed it back to August and. Black Widow has been pushed back again. New Mutants has been pushed back. Um, but you get things like Artemis Fowl and stuff like that or whatever. Um, what else is, but Tenet, Tenet has been something that I've been very intrigued with. Tenet is going to be released in theaters. And I think they want that to be what kicks off the summer blockbusters. And I think, I think it'll do it. I think it'll be the one. I think it'll be able to get people like, oh my God, I actually got to see it. Because the more that you look at Tenet, the more you don't understand what the fuck is going on. All I know is about reverse time travel 
and things that are happening haven't happened yet. But like Denzel Washington's son and, and Robert Patterson are on a mission to stop it before it happens, even though it's already happened. It's it's so confusing. Christopher Nolan, mwah, thank you. Um, <laughs> I, I I'm expected to to say like, oh, I don't know if we're gonna be ready. Like honestly, at this point, nobody like nobody's taking any precautions. And all I can say is protect yourself the best that you can. Like, geez, um, I, I, I dread the fact that we're probably going to go into another lockdown and it's been so many things that have happened in the course of just the last couple of months that it's so many unexpected things, so many, many variables that have popped up and that honestly, it's exhausting. And um, we just have a lot that we have to kind of deal with and cope with as more than a country and as like a people are global movement as well, because like they're just people who are just tired and they're not even tired from the pandemic. They're tired from so many other things. Again, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Um, yeah, I'm excited that movies are still a thing and I'm excited that we're able to at least bring things to the small screen and still have that anticipating wait for the big screen. I passed by one of my uh, movie theaters down here and it was just like an uh, ancient ruin dog. Like it's so crazy. Like I did not expect to, to, to see everything just gone. Like nobody in the parking lot. I, I'm not used to seeing movie theaters empty. I'm not used to seeing things without life like that. Like movie theaters are, sacred place for me i love movies i love the theatrical theatrical experience i hate the prices but i love going to the movies being in that atmosphere with other people and things like that and that's just been sucked out of that out of that building and like geez it's like i feel like if we were to like make some sort of freaking post-apocalyptic world you would start with a movie theater like just boom pan out a movie theater big big wide shot Somebody walking down the empty parking lot, heat waves coming off of their body, the giant silhouette of the fuzzy background um, of the movie theater in the back, the lights still on, but nobody's home. Like, oh, perfect cinema shit, right? But you can't even put it in a movie theater because they're fucking dead. So, um, <laughs> moving right along. <laughs> oh, man, you can tell I've missed you guys, right? Right? Yeah. Um. <sighs> What what else what else do I want to talk about? That's that's really what I I should ask myself. What do I want to talk about? I think we're gonna move into this. So we're gonna move into um, more comic news, but it will lead into video game stuff, which will lead to more video game stuff, which will end out our around the net. So Miles Morales um, has a new comic coming out, and he's trying to prove that he's still got surviving skills in the end of Miles Morales. So, this is going to be interesting. I'm just looking at this comic book right now, and, like, it's honestly going to be something that I might pick up, put on my pull list. Because comic book stores are back open. And the writers are Saldan Ahmed. He's a great writer. I love a lot of his work. Um, Damien Scott, he does the the art for it and the cover by Raza and the variant cover is by Damien Scott as well. This is the final Miles Morales story. Apparently humanity makes his last stand in a long place in the only place strong enough to even survive Brooklyn, former Spider-Man Miles Morales, 
uh, leads the bastion of civilization into the future. Pinned by Miles Morales Spider-Man author Saladin Ahmed. Yeah, follow him on Twitter. So I'm going to go in and see if I can look up any more about this comic book or so. But it looks to be dope. They've been doing a lot more what-if or one-off stories. And I can't wait to see what old man Miles looks like. Like this, He's got this hoodie. It's going to be lit. It's, it's like, yeah. He, oh, yeah, I'm looking at this like the preview now. This, this is... This is nice. This is nice. Oh, he's the mayor. Okay, bit mayor of Brooklyn. All right. So yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm going to get into that. Speaking of Miles Morales, he actually got announced for his own standalone. Yes, it's been confirmed as a standalone game for the next installment of the Spider-Man PlayStation series. And when did that happen, you asked? That happened during the PlayStation 5 announcements. And yes, the PlayStation 5 is out now. Like, we know what it looks like. It's lit, and it's going to be a beast. So let's go ahead and talk about this Miles Morales game first. Everybody knows that Miles was a pivotal character, if you don't know. Spoilers! Miles is a pivotal character in the Spider-Man PS4 game. And you kind of saw Peter passing off the mantle to Miles around the end of that game. And we were expecting to see a lot more out of him, but, like, nothing ever came. You get, like, a mini game or something like that. But then, during the PS5 um, rollout, they show us this amazing cinematic, this beautiful, beautiful trailer of Spider-Man... Uh, yeah, Spider-Man stopping this kind of explosion and you realize that the suit is black and red and they pan back more and more and then it's like electricity crackling around him you pan back more and more and the suit is ripping off and then you see a little bit of a dark skin undertone in the, underneath the suit and then you see the mask and it's black with white eyes and you see it peeling back and you say is that and damn sure it was. Miles Morales has taken up his mantle as Spider-Man, and we're getting a standalone continuation of the story. It was first to be, well, it was first taught it as like DLC, and I'm gonna like, oh yeah, you can get it as DLC, and then we're like, do what, nigga? I want a whole game. So it may be short, but it will be a whole game. It will be a standalone title, and I'm excited to see what they do with this. So happily, Miles Morales is getting his own game, and that was a theme that I saw with a lot of um. A lot of games throughout the the PlayStation 5 kind of um, rollout, there are a lot of more diverse characters and a lot more diverse studios making these games. And they're giving us people that you would normally see in real life. And you're getting more people who are of ethnic origins. You're getting more people who are are women who are leading these games and you're not just getting the starch blonde hair blue-eyed white boy leading the game as the whole time or like some renegade cop type no these are all very dynamic very thought out very fleshed out characters that i really want to explore with we're getting a new new horizons we're getting um more information on on like new games i think it was called Death Spool or something like that. So many games that I have to go back and get the official list for you guys. That will be bonus content. I'll go over a full reaction and review of the PlayStation 5 event. But the PlayStation 5 looks 
beautiful. It's white and black and it's blue out colors and some warm, warm, warm. Yeah, I'm just doing sound effects. You, you know, you, you'll look up the PlayStation 5 and it was nothing like anybody expected it to look like. And I love it. Even though it's getting meme to death, I still love it. Like, and they're making two versions, a physical copy version and a digital only copy or a digital only version. And I'm excited to see how that rolls out. There are rumors or speculation that it's going to be about $700. Um, they said it's going to be a price that you'll be happy with, and I don't think seven hundred dollars is the price I'm happy with. But we don't have an official price at the moment, so we shall see where it drops at. Especially that digital only one. That one should be a lot cheaper than the hard copy one because there's a lot less hardware to be used and stuff like that. Yeah. So we're going to go ahead and uh, move into our next topic. So along with the PS PlayStation news, um. You guys also remember that Last of Us Part 2 is actually dropping. All right, probably by the time you listen to this podcast, has dropped. And, yeah, like, um, there was a lot going on with that. So, let's go ahead and go back in time. So, around, like, uh, say, April 27-ish, I got a tweet. It says, Naughty Dog, <laughs> Naughty Dog leadership is wrong for crunch time and unnecessary game delays. Angry Dev wrong to talk about the leak of the last of us part two story no matter how poorly he was treated and then fanboys were wrong for spoiling it to get revenge in the console wars two wrong things don't make right and three wrong things make a lousy ass monday so what he's speaking of is there was a disgruntled naughty dog employee who really had had it to like his wits end. There was a lot of crunch delay or crunch on deadlines and a lot of delays from the developers and stuff like that. And they were overworked just to get this game out, even in a time where they were supposed to be kind of they're supposed to be kind of taking care of themselves as well, because this is like around the start of Corona and the lockdown and stuff like that, but they still had their deadlines to meet and everything like that. So, but, um, he leaked, I want to say about two hours of gameplay and a lot of like screenshots and shit like that. And a lot of Xbox fans took that and ran with it. And they were like, so yeah, the last of us two is coming out. If you've already seen the leaks or so, I want to know if that will affect how you view the game. Not as necessarily as in like, um, like the characters or whatever, the debate they're having over the character that's in there, fuck that. I want to know how, like, are you a person who is affected by spoilers? Or if you're not, um, will you still be picking up this game? Were you picking up this game to begin with in the first place? Like, I just want to hear what your opinion is. Let me know either in the comments or hit me up on Twitter at Bobo at, at Bobo FNN. Again, that's B-O-B-B-O-F-N-N, all right? So, Last of Us 2 is a big, big game, and I'm, I've been hearing amazing things about it. So we're going to see what we're actually getting in the end run. Um, so we're, I'm excited to see what happens with that. I'm actually getting more back and more and more into gaming. So I will let you guys know if I actually pick it up or not. Um, <laughs> all right, next thing up on the block it. Um, Oh, there is no Nintendo Direct this year. Um, Nintendo Direct was not going to put out anything at the moment, but you guys actually have a lot of Nintendo shit to hold you over, so I don't know about all that, man. You guys should be good. <sighs> oh, next thing up, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater is back. They are doing a remaster of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. Now I'll be dropping in September, and that'll probably be around, like I said, for the PS4. See if they'll be able to release for the PS5. PS5 is going to be... 
doing like holiday season ish or so, but like September is right before that. So you never know. They may do a re-release for PS5 or so. Hopefully PS5 is just backwards compatible. We've been hearing rumors about that. We may be able to see what is and what isn't. So I'm excited to see what's happening on that end. All right. So next up on the block, it is um, Embracer Group or the formerly THQ Nordic has since it has like over 118 games in development with 69 of them unannounced and un- uh, unannounced titles and unannounced, like said, um, information about them. So I'm excited to see what happens with them when they finally get all their cogs back up and running. So if they'll be able to push out 118 games and how that scheduling is going to be set up hopefully they don't do that naughty dog shit and make you crunch crunch deadlines and shit of that nature so hopefully we get some dope shit out of the former thq nordic Whew, excited also in exciting video game news um this is sourced by ign um ubisoft could be teasing the return of scott pilgrim and versus the world the video game and that was delisted from online stores back in 2014. Yo, I literally love the Scott Pilgrim franchise. And this was one of my favorite games. It was an arcade side-scroller type game. Oh, my God. Like, I played it for hours upon hours. And then I had lost my PlayStation. And then I couldn't get it back. And I couldn't get it in a new PlayStation. Because they took it off the store back in 2014. And I just want the game. Please just give us Scott Pilgrim. That's all I want. Ubisoft, if you're listening, I know you're... <laughs> Ubisoft, if you're listening, I know you're listening. Please, just give us Scott Pilgrim. That's all we ask. Um, and then that day that that um, information posted, I actually went through like a whole Scott Pilgrim like thing where I watched a movie, read a little bit of the comics and stuff like it was just a good good day. It's a really good day. So yeah. I'm excited to hear that that news as so as well. Um, getting into streaming information. So if you guys have a pulse and I've been actually stuck in the house as I have, you know that HBO Max has dropped. Also another um streaming service as well has dropped. Quibi. Quibi all right, so let's go into this. Because this was supposed to be a nergasm before everything kind of fucking went to shit. Quibi is an interesting thing because they literally went on for a mobile-only platform experience. And they didn't have anything that would be able to put you on any devices or any other, like, streaming platforms or whatever. It's just your phone. But everybody's stuck at home and everybody's not usually watching stuff on their phone anymore. So Quibi has been a very interesting experience and a very interesting experiment for the owners because they were hit with the most possible worst thing people no longer being mobile for their mobile platform quibi has actually rolled out um a couple of updates now that gives you the ability to cast to your television to your um computer to wherever you want to watch this stuff or whatever so you have that ability now but it would have been nice or smart to think of that in the beginning because what we like to do with this content is binge watch on our televisions but we were in a moment or before all of this where we were so mobile that quibi kind of made sense and they did a good thing of making their their subscription service free for like three months so hopefully people are still gonna stick around with quibi when um like july sure hit because like um I think I'm on cancel because I haven't watched shit on Quibi. Like, I watched the first couple of days that I've got it, but there's nothing that really sticks, nothing that holds me to Quibi. I was going to do a whole nergasm on is Quibi the right thing at the moment, but then it wasn't. <laughs> um, but, yeah, but 
moving forward from that, we also have a new contender into the into the fray because if you guys remember back when I did my streaming wars, um, streaming wars episode, um, we have basically almost all the players in line. Um, we have. Disney Plus has dropped, and we have Netflix, Hulu is updated with a lot of new shit. Um, HBO Max has now dropped. CBS All Access has new updated content as well. Um, we're only waiting for Peacock at this point. Peacock is the last one to kind of come into the fray and drop, but um, it's still going to be something that's going to be kind of a contender. But we're going to have to see how all of this goes down. But now we have majority of the streaming services that people are, are going to watch. We have to see how these numbers pan out, especially now that everybody on home content like we're here to just watch everything the only thing i will say about hbo max they have a good lineup but it's difficult for me to watch because they don't have contracts with everybody and like i have a vizio tv shout out to vizio please give me a um sponsorship yeah but yes i have a vizio tv and i don't have hbo max app at all I know a lot of people who have other like services like Roku or TLC or whatever. They don't have the HBO Max app. And I can only do it on my phone and cast it to my television. That's a pain in the ass. Like I know if you have like a PlayStation or Xbox or uh, or some other digital content where they do have contracts with, you do have an HBO Max app. And like that's how you can watch your stuff. But it's just a bad deal for a lot of other people. But Max has some good content. I am so happy that the entire, well, not even the entire, the majority of the collection of the Studio Ghibli movies are on HBO Max. We have a lot of Crunchyroll content. We have a lot of HBO content that I've been waiting to kind of like sit back and rewatch and revisit and stuff like that. We have content from all the other platforms or so. But here's the thing. Here's one thing that I do have a gripe with. They say they have Cartoon Network content, but they don't have the like you have access to it you should you're Warner Brothers you're the, the the people who own it the Turner Company all that shit where is the Hanna-Barbera Boomerang and like all the old school cartoons that I know and love and that I wanted to watch like they have a lot of stuff but they don't have what I want and that's like and that's okay because I know it's just the first round of like rollouts and there's a lot more that can be added and a lot more that will be added and there's a lot more that we're questioning about being added. Like we were told that the whole DC universe will be integrated into the HBO Max web. Yeah, HBO Max streaming um, platform. I don't see any of that DC universe stuff on here. I don't see Titans. I don't see, well, I see Doom Patrol. I don't see Harley Quinn. I don't see a lot of the stuff that I wanted to get back now that I don't have a DC universe subscription. Yeah, I can go get a DC universe subscription, but that's another fucking streaming platform that I, one, don't have access to on my television, two, would have to pay for. Like, you just said that it will be encompassed into all of that because you own DC. Like, it's just a lot of little tweaks and little gripes that I still have personally and I don't want to just keep harping on little shit like that but hey sometimes you gotta harp on a little shit to get what you want in the um, long run but yeah what else we have ah um so along with another streaming service stuff that because we have a lot of things that are going to be going digital, um, you have things like the Alamo House, Alamo Draft House. It's a lot. It's a great place for like um, indie movies or art house movies and stuff like that. They actually started a our Alamo Draft House, Alamo Demand, or Alamo On Demand, so you can watch all of those movies, all of those very Art Deco noir type shit 
from the comfort of your own home. So that's a dope shit as well. Um, ah, as well, um, there was a show that was on Netflix called Tuka and Birdie. Tuka and Birdie was canceled and um, they actually were picked up by Adult Swim. Adult Swim has been doing an amazing job with their um, content capturing like i've enjoyed a lot of these things that they've been able to give us and i've loved the resurgence and anime on tsunami and all the things like that so adult swim keep that shit up also shout out to rick and morty for their season four this was yeah season four um yo it was good um from beginning to end it taught a, a great story and lesson and like honestly <sighs> consequences are needed and that's basically what I took away from it. So, if you guys want to check out the latest season of Rick and Morty, check out Hulu, check out AdultSwim.com, whatever you want to watch it on, go watch it. It's a great season. And it's, like, serially episodic. So, just be prepared for that. Like, some, some episodes won't make sense. Others will be like, oh, plot line. So, yeah. I think that's kind of what Rick and Morty needs at this point. Okay. Um... I think, I think, oh shit, I think I got everything out that I wanted to say, what? So, we will leave it here. I'm going to go ahead and take a quick break, and then when we get back, we're going to be talking about the gospel truth. See you, I'm going to get back. Alright, so we have to have the discussion. Honestly, I keep telling y'all I was going to talk about it later. This is the later. Um, if you don't know what's going on in the world right now, you're probably oblivious, privileged, or blind. And honestly, <laughs> I just wanted to come on here to reaffirm my situation or affirm my position. Or so, um, if you guys have followed my Patreon, um, if you heard the, the very passionate um kicking an episode of fear for my life um yeah it's just real out in the streets there's so many of us dying man like there's so much going on that we have to address the the civil unrest the the injustice that has been done by the police and the the reform and the laws and stuff that need to be changed like it's so much i'm tired i'm tired and enough has been enough a long time ago and there's sudden, suddenly a, a spark that has been reignited and this is reminiscent of Ferguson, of, of the, the past riots and past um, protests from when Mike Garner, I mean, Mike Brown, Eric Garner, and, and Trayvon, and, and so many people, like, there's so many names. Um, the catalyst that sparked it this time was George Floyd, but he's not the only one. People like Breonna Taylor and people like Ahmaud Barry. Um, there's so many people that the, the names keep piling up. Literally, a man last week was shot dead at a Wendy's. Like, it's just frustrating. It's so frustrating. I know you probably are thinking like, "Oh, this is supposed to be the musical break right now," but we have to talk about this. Like, I am your friendly neighborhood nerd, but I'm your black friendly neighborhood nerd. I'm a black man in these streets. Um, Look out for your people. Be safe. Take care of one another. Have these discussions, these talks. Black lives matter. Black lives matter. Not saying matter more. Not saying nobody else matters but black people. But we have to acknowledge that we matter. But in that sense, 
all black lives matter trans gay black women black children black like boys and girls everything everyone black matters black women are the least protected people in this world and we learned that monday with toya black lives matter we must take care of each other and we must be able to give back to one another i'll be putting links in the description below how you can donate or you can go to be some semblance of help however you want to do it protest your way give money give time give resources but just know that we have to do this together um i didn't want to go by without saying anything so that's it let's get back to the show Whew. All right. Welcome back, guys. Thank you guys for joining me here again on Bobo's Block, this weekly block party that we have here every time that you guys tune in. So, oh, man, I want to um, say it's 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 been difficult for me kind of getting back behind the mic. But honestly, there have been few comforts that I have been able to kind of take solace in i am enjoying watching a lot of stuff and one thing that i watched i had to talk about or i had to be able to get here and give you guys a nerdgasm on it because it's a nerdgasm in itself as an entity like yo um i don't know if you guys ever have come across it or whatever but it's called the midnight gospel it is a netflix series that runs about eight episodes and it um it's a fucking trip <laughs> I stumbled across it on a whim. I think it was the day that it came out. Um, I think it was like Friday the 20th on April or whatever. And he, um, oh, sorry. He, I mean the, the person who's behind the show, um, they, they were able to make this masterpiece with Netflix to, to like so dope. Um, so let me go ahead and pull up the info. So for you guys, so you guys, so you guys will know a little bit more about the, the actual, actual show itself so midnight gospel is an american web <laughs> webtoon or series or whatever but like it is a podcast um in a pot is it a podcast then a show so dope a space caster um traverses the trippy worlds inside of his universe simulator exploring existential questions about life death love and everything in between man so yeah it literally um gives you guys what what it's talking about like um it's by Duck and Trussell and one of the creators uh or well, yeah one of the illustrators that are creators from Adventure Time and boy like they fucking take you there so like I said there's eight episodes and each, each episode is a conversation between um <laughs> between the main character um and our intrepid <laughs> intrepid multiverse hopping people so clancy is the guy who we're following and he has this multi multiverse a universe simulator where he gets to go in and kind of like talk to the people and he uses their um conversations for his space cast but these are actual podcast conversations that were already recorded from duck and trussell and his his actual show so it's really really good good deep conversations but what really pulls you in about midnight gospel are the visuals oh my god the visuals like those was one of the guys who worked on adventure time and it fucking goes there this is like literally probably everything he wanted to kind of do with adventure time and kind of make it like super trippy like super jail type shit like it's 
bananas. Like the thing is you have to really get past the visual to really get deep into the conversation, but you can watch the visuals and get an entirely different story from, or get the story that they're trying to tell within the actual show than what we're getting from the actual podcast conversations. The podcast conversations are not, they're, they're in a linear sense of they're talking about the same topic, existentialism, self-identity, love, death, acceptance, things of that nature. And like, it helps you, really break down what your viewpoints are about each and every subject and how you really truly feel about shit or whatever. And like, I, I had to really sit with a lot of thoughts when it came to this as well, but like the landscapings, um, for these backgrounds are crazy. So the first episode, um, is the taste of the King and it is a zombie apocalypse that is happening in this world. And like Clancy comes in and talks to the president and like, they have to go and like, survive or whatever this is so trippy but like the zombies are are like bananas the 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 stuff that's going around you is crazy there's one point where he goes to um uh, underwater kind of like world but he's met with this fisherman uh, like our fish man like it's a guy with a gold head goldfish is a head and like has a um <laughs> has a a um steve zuzu body and like he has a ship full of cats and <laughs> so so weird um there's an episode where he gets to talk with a soul and he gets to kind of go through reincarnation over and over and over again there's an episode where he talks to um a person but their representation on the show is they're like cattle like a weird alien cattle and they, they go through this whole thing about being slaughtered or so but they're talking about so many deep and relevant topics or so but the main two that kind of hit me hit home for me was when he talked to death like the literal embodiment of death and it was so funny because death was just in his bag and <laughs> you have to get in your bag to really be able to cope with death then that is a fucking word right there preach um <laughs> and he you learn so much about so many things from there from at least yourself if not alone just like factual topics tidbits to shit like that or whatever from the people that he speaks to we talk about um self-acceptance and awareness and shit of that nature like it's so good and the death episode hits because you gotta have to realize that you have to be able to to sit with death you have to be able to be be aware and present in death and then we get to the last episode after that and this is really one that hit hard because he talks to his mother this is one of the last podcasts i think he did with his mom before she passed of cancer i want to say um and she whew, really they go deep because it starts off like him talking to his mom he's like yeah tell everybody who you are and it's like cute shit talking about past stories and they get more and more into what we're really kind of digging into and it's about acceptance of losing a loved one it's about the ability to move forward because life comes in cycles and and never really just it never really just be aware but be present be able to be in the moment be able to accept that everything happens for a reason and you're here to feel all of it and you really just have to really be aware of where you are and it's such a beautiful conversation it's such a beautiful episode the art is just stunning and just like 
it, it goes into the ending of the season where he, I think it's like giving up his physical form or may have just been like sucked into a universe permanently or whatever. But like it takes you to so many different levels of what the fuck. And I, and I, I hope it comes back for a season two. I don't know. There's a lot more that it can go through. I don't know. It's, it, it even feels complete the way it is. There's so much that can be done with it, but there's so much that I've already taken from it, and I'm okay with that. reason why I said those last two episodes hit home so much, because over the last couple of months, I've been dealing with a lot of personal issues, just stress from starting a new job. Yeah, I went back to the workforce. Mm. Um, and also while I was starting that, my father died. Um, I vowed that I was going to be more transparent and vulnerable to my audience, to my fans. And I wanted to be able to do that with you guys. My dad passed on May 4th, 2020 star Wars day, right? Ironic. Um, (laughs) I was able to see him one last time, but honestly he got sick. Um, at the end of April, like mid mid to end of April. And due to the corona restrictions and lockdown, we weren't able to go to the hospital. And it was this show that kind of gave me the ability to kind of talk it out with myself or, or at least just face what I was hearing because this is a thing that kind of has been that was kind of building up. And so we, we knew my dad was in the best health. And I, I could see him slowly, like, getting worse and worse every time we would come back from the hospital or every time we would come back from dialysis. And it's just, he's been a fighter his entire life. Like he was on dialysis for like 15 years, like literally half of my life, literally half of my life. Um, <laughs> and it's been crazy to see the decline in his health. And like, I could see my father struggling to do basic shit. And, and it was just so hard and being able to, be with him and sit with him um that day on may 4th it was kind of weird like my dad he was in hospice we had to make the tough decision to put him in the hospice and it was just my sister my brother and myself and uh, my mom tried to give as much advice as she could but like it was just the three of us and we handled everything um yeah we have family yeah but nobody really was like offering help outside of like oh we're here for you shit like that and it was it's something i still haven't processed to this day like honestly i say that a lot i haven't processed it i haven't processed it but i honestly think i just am waiting for the blow to hit that my father is dead and it still hasn't um i've i've processed my feelings i've been able to speak to him on how everything how he's made me feel things of that nature the good the bad all of that shit like i got that all out while i was in the room with him even though my little nephew was there like i talked about a lot of other stuff and i, and I was able to even when they came, called us back after he passed sit with my dad i sat with him and i just talked and i just let him know how i felt and this show really gave me the tools to to do that. I don't think I would have been able to process the way that I have or been able to like kind of actually openly admit my 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 shortcomings with dealing with death because nobody likes talking about death. Nobody likes dealing with death and it's hard. Like 
we had to go through a lot of stuff, my father. Oh, uh, we had to go through a lot of stuff because, like, we had to plan out the funeral service and we had to do all the other nuanced shit, like, try to get his property back and, like, take care of his bills and shit. Like, I'm doing all this stuff for him for the last time. And I haven't been able to, like, it took me a while to even turn into the, turn in the keys to his house. I say, yeah, yeah, that was just my people stopping me or whatever and shit like that. And, but no, it was me. Yeah, I, I, I avoided really like, even after we cleaned out his house, um, I avoided what I basically the inevitable dog. Like he's no longer here. And, um, it's hard. It's hard, but when you have a show like this that gives you such a good, good take on how death and, and acceptance and love and everything is seen and how existential crises are, are dealt with within your head and existential questions and, and reincarnations and stuff like that, like you, you find out that it's all the same for everybody. You're not alone. You're not the one who's just like all feeling this or whatever. Like it's hard. We all have our different ways of coping with things. We all have our different ways of processing this. And maybe this is just my way. Maybe this is just my ability to be okay with not being okay. I don't have to like ball, ball out and cry. I don't have to um, sit here and like f regrets like what ifs or whatever because I know what he would want. I know what he would want for me to do next. We've always talked about this day and we've always kind of planned for things or whatever because he knew he want he didn't have much longer, but he didn't know when because you never know when you're going to die. You just know you're going to die. Um, it's just hard, man. Um, so we didn't have everything in order. There's still things that we have to figure out and that they'll have to kind of like fight with or whatever, but we are really well off. Like, a lot of this shit didn't come out of our pockets. Like, my grandmother and my father were stickless about setting up policies and stuff like that or whatever. No, I'm not giving you no life insurance pitch here. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, we were just, we didn't have to start a GoFundMe. We didn't have to do anything crazy. But I, re I recognized my privilege in that. I recognized that not everybody has this ability to, to be this well off in this situation and I, I've been wanting to give back so much to people who don't have and I wanted to be able to do so much more that's where things like the donations towards Breonna Taylor's family George Floyd's family to the bailout um, funds around the nation the bailout funds here in Jacksonville like I, I've been giving my all trying to, to be able to say yeah like I don't have to worry about the stuff, but other people do. And I must be able to, if I'm not able to hit the streets, I want to be able to open my purse, open my purse and give what I can to make shit better. Um, it's, it's been a long, weird process of healing and stuff, but I had a friend, a good friend, man, um, called me up and he said, I like, he was able to listen to my, um, Patreon post, and listen to one of the episodes of Kicking It, the one and a half for free. You can go check it out or whatever. It's come dealing with a lot of feelings so well. Um, and he was like, I felt every word that you said. And honestly, we can't lose a voice like yours in this community. And it took me a second. I'm like, damn, like, do people actually fucking listen to me? 
<laughs> and obviously y'all guys listen to me, but I don't think you like listen. But like I know that I can't step away from this mic long. Even when I try to walk away, it's like Spider Man. I throw the suit in the trash, but there's always a fucking backup suit in my backpack. Like, I'm not gonna not be Spider Man for long. Like <laughs> I try to try to get all this out and through comedy and humor and shit. But, y'all, like I said, I'm tired. But this gives me so much energy and gives me so much life. You guys really don't know. Like, I have been itching for the past couple of days to get back on this mic. But I didn't know how, what I was going to say. But, like, here I am. You've been in an orgasm on Midnight Gospel, which I said I was going to do since I since I watched the show, man. Like, I even had my brother watch it, and he was like, damn, this is so good. Like, and I wanted I wanted to do, uh, like, a Midnight Gospel-style um, interview with my brother because, like, he's always been, like, a big part of my life, a huge part of my life. And I, I got to start getting my family on the show. Got to start getting more guests on the show again. Like, I miss fucking talking to people. Um, so you guys will probably see more guests and shit, like, a little bit later on. But, yeah, man, it's just so, so good. That I finally am able to feel confident in getting back behind this mic and know what I'm talking about. Now I'm probably able to get more energy to actually edit all of these shows that I've been neglecting. <laughs> I'm sorry, Marquita. Um, but yeah, it's just been it's so much has been going through with me. And I appreciate you guys being so patient with me. <sighs> if you can, go ahead and check out Midnight Gospel. I, I implore that you do. It's a wonderful show. If only for the animation alone. If you love shit like Super Gel and the Adult Swim kind of content or whatever, this is right up your alley, dog. And it has a crazy kooky story weaved within all the existential talk. Like, <laughs> you guys will really love it. Um, I Like I said, it's a quick watch. It's only eight episodes. And I think they're like 45, 50 minutes long or whatever. Like, about this, about this, listen to this podcast. You can listen to this podcast. You can watch... Um, you can watch an episode of Midnight Gospel, dog. Like, it's going to take you like eight hours at the most or whatever. You can even break it up like a couple days. It's quick. Like, it's nothing like a full length, like 24 episode type shit. It's really quick. It's really good. And it gets right to the point. And like, it makes you want more, but also you're good with what you got. So, yeah. Oh, man. I think that's all I had on my chest, man. Thank you guys for listening to that shit. Dog. Like I know I, I be rambling on, but y'all be uh, y'all be troopers. So let's go ahead and get into this outro. So it's me, your friend and neighbor nerd the Bible, and of course you can find me everywhere that you go on social media and stalk your ex at Bobo F N N. That's B O B B O F N N Friendly Neighborhood Nerd. You guys can also check out my website, BoboFNN.com. You guys can see all of my services and all the good stuff of that nature. Check out my Patreon, my Patreon campaign at patreon.com forward slash Bobo. That's again patreon.com forward slash B O B B O. That's where you can do the most good and do the most help for this show. We have tiers that are available. You guys have um one dollar, five dollar $15, $25 tier, then the $35 tier. Like, it's available, like, in different price ranges, dog. So, yeah, go ahead and get you some of that Patreon goodies up in there, dog. I'm going to be giving you guys out some stuff. I'm going to be trying to make some merch. I'm going to be trying to do some dope things. You guys will be getting videos soon. I actually just bought a new camera so I can make videos um, a lot easier. I always make videos with my phone, but, like, I always feel like it's such a hassle setting that shit up. But, yeah, make a lot of videos a lot easier with this new camera I just bought. Um, we have... So many um, opportunities for so many things right now. So, guys, go ahead and be 
on the street so you can keep your ear to it. Um, I want to be able to do so much with the platform that I've created for myself. So you guys be on the lookout for all the things that I have planned. I, ha I have a lot of discussions that I want to have with a lot of people. So yeah, I'll also be doing a few more nerd nerds in color drops. So you guys firstly check that out on Patreon and then I'll be able to drop that on the underground whenever we launch that. Jesus. Um, so many other things that are going to be coming up. So you guys, be prepared. Be prepared. Um, <laughs> yeah. So again, you can find us on anywhere that you can stream any, um, any podcast. Like I'm literally everywhere, literally everywhere. Also on a, on um your Echo. So yeah, go check me out on my Echo skill. You guys be able to listen on my podcast and things like that in the comfort of your own home because you're home now. Like everybody's home and shit. Like enjoy these podcasts, dog. Get this, get this dance. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> um, I'm gonna try and go ahead and get back to weekly shows, but I will let you guys know. Probably in a couple weeks, I'm gonna be moving the shows from from Tuesdays to Fridays. So. We're going to be doing it at the end of the week this time, all right? So the end of the week is when you guys will get a show. That's just all because of my new schedule and things like that and trying to make make it convenient to where I can drop stuff consistently for you guys, all right? So, yeah, that's how the thing's going to go. That's how we're going to be. I'm going to start um, pushing out a little bit more content for you guys video-wise. So check out my YouTube at youtube.com forward slash friendly neighborhood nerd Bobo. Um, <laughs> I think that's about it. If anything else I missed... It'll be in the description below, dog. Yeah, so go ahead and check me out in the description below. Check out ways you can donate. Check out ways you can find um, out helping your city and things like that. See, see how you can help me out by being a, a subscriber. Like, it's so much that you guys have done. But I, I, I thank you and implore you to go ahead and just check out those links below. And um, I'll see you guys next week. It'll probably be a Tuesday. I think this will come out like Wednesday. I don't know, man. We'll see. All right. So, for me, your friend of the neighborhood, the Babo. Peace.